Hello, this is Sean McAngus, and this is episode 20 of the Highland League podcast, season 2. Today's guest is Inverurie Locos player, Jamie Midgey. In this podcast, he talks about playing between the sticks as a youngster, pressure for Martin United, his ambitions with Inverurie Locos, and much more. Hope you enjoy this interview. Jamie, what are your earliest memories of, of playing football? Um, I think my earliest memories um, was actually Kenny Boys Club. Um, my brother played football. Uh, brother's a year older than me. And my brother played football and my dad had to, took the team at Kenny Boys Club. Um, so I played at that level uh, a year. It was actually two years above myself. Um, and that's kind of my earliest memories. It's always kind of kicking a ball around, but for, as far as real football memories goes, at Kevney Boys Club with my dad, a manager, and my brother in the same team as me. And, and funny enough, I actually, I know I'm quite small, but I actually played in goals for, for a large part of that. Mm-hmm. And I actually moved between being in the sticks and being outfield. Yeah, so how, how when, when did you switch completely away from goalkeeper? <laughs> um, I played... I'd get fed up of goals, to be honest, after a while. And I played majority of the season in goals, and then I'd have the odd game outfield. And I think they realised at that point I had a bit about me that I could maybe play outfield. But it wasn't fully stopped playing in goals until I, we got approached by Aberdeen for me to go in on trials with them. And it's actually quite a funny story, because I was driving down St. Marker Drive with my mum, t- taking me to training with Aberdeen. And... I had to phone my dad because I wasn't sure what position I should tell them I played. If I should tell them I played in goals, and my dad, my dad said, "No, well, tell them you play in goals or outfield because they've obviously seen both." And at that point, I just went in, and when they asked me, I panicked and said, "Oh, I just play outfield to play uh, in midfield or defence." So, and it was never looking back from from then. So it was just outfield from then. But I it was a mix at Kenley Boys Club, mostly in goals, but the odd game outfield. But uh, yeah, I don't think I've got the height anymore for. For playing in goals. Yeah. Is it too too boring being a goalkeeper, having to sit in your box the whole time? Aye, it, it, it was. And at, at that level, we had a very good team. There were some good <laughs> players at my brother's age group. And uh, I think I found, because I, I'd get quite hyped and I start running out with the ball as well, which wasn't obviously give my dad a heart attack when we were playing. <laughs> but I think that was the point I realised. No, I think I'm done with the goals. I was, like you say, getting a wee bit bored sitting back while everyone else attacking and that. But yeah, it was actually funny. That was a funny story, though. Yeah, Aberdeen was the when I went into train with them. That was the point I stopped playing goal. So, um, how did you get in the youth set up with locals? I'd played for Colney, kind of growing up at different age groups. So, uh, Colney was kind of a feeder, kind of at that point. Um, once I'd finished, I think it was under seventeens at West Dyke. I'd kind of been playing in amongst the locals youth teams at that point. Um being local um, so I got picked up and go play for them at that point at 17s and things but then when I when that West that had a very good West like team that kind of won a lot of trophies and at that point that team kind of stopped playing together because a lot of guys had gone on to like some intros or different le- higher levels um, so I came back to Inverurie to play for Colney after that team kind of stopped so I started training with the youth setups through then um, and playing for Colney on the Saturday and playing with the youth teams on the Sunday. Um, so it was kind of after that, to be honest. So so moving forward a bit, um, what what do you remember about your debut for the, the senior team? 
I think it was against Wick. I think I'd been training with the team for a while, and I think they were they were playing at, it was either Wick or Devonville. I think it was Wick. Um, I actually remembered Dave Cormie, who had kind of coached our Colney team for a while, had asked me to come and train with the the first team a few times. Um, and I think there were I don't know if there were suspensions or injuries, and I got asked to go in. I think I, I played a like a holding role in midfield. And I've, I'm obviously I'm not a big lad, so you can imagine I was a wee bit slighter even then. So I think there was a, a surprise to folk that I'd been pulled in ahead some of the bigger lads that kind of at our level. Um, so I'm, I'm sure it was against Wick, and I played kind of defensive, kind of holding role. Yeah. So so how how did you find the the physicality of the league at first? Yeah, I mean. I, it was obviously tough, but I've I've never been a big lad my whole life, and obviously when playing at youth level, it, with Kemney starting off, I'd played two years above myself, and I'd always kind of managed to handle myself. It was obviously totally different playing against grown men, and some some of the guys are quite quite big. I wasn't I wasn't scared. I think that's the main thing. I think you've just got to go in and get stuck into tackles, and I think that's why I kind of always got on white fine at locals because I'd. I wasn't sharking out of tackles. I was willing to hold my own against some of the some of the fifty fifties and things as well. So, although I was a wee bit slight, I wasn't I wasn't scared either. Who were the standout players at that time? Uh, Tommy Wilson is definitely one that stands out. Even at training, you Tommy was unreal, and he demanded a, a high standard from you as well. But also had like Spider, Big Rusty, the guys like that, huge characters as well, but good players. And then also like the likes of Kenny Cool, Neil McLean, Craig Ross, all seasoned Highland League players that it stood out in a in a good locals team at that side in a, at that time in a competitive league. I think the Bucket had a great team at that time. Vale had a good team. So I mean, I at that point definitely Tommy always stands out for me because Tommy always gave me a hard time in training because I played midfield as well. But it actually made you better because he demanded so much out of you. How important is it like being surrounded by players who who have so much more experience in terms of you know advice and even like you know streetwise on the pitch. Oh, definitely because Tommy, for example, is was unbelievable and he set standards in training as well that he wouldn't give you a minute's peace if you, if you weren't performing well at training. He was on your case, but at the same time, the praise he would give you if you'd done something well would pull you through games but there was also players like like Craig Ross and guys that would back you up in a game as well kind of that sort of experience in a game being a young lad would pull you through maybe if you weren't having the best game they, they guys would back you up to, to pull you through but also just guys like Kenny Cole kind of unbelievable players but an unbelievable striker who could hold the ball in and things just learning through these guys coming through it's, it's total different coming from youth football to men's football just with that technical side of being able to hold the ball in and lay it back to you. But, yeah, it just these guys that demanded high standards of you at training could, that would bring it through to a, a game. And they'd give you a hard time if you weren't performing well, but they'd also back you up when you were doing things right. So yeah, that's the type of guys that I would I always learnt of kind of coming through at locals. Yeah, so so on the horror hand, you, mu- you must have faced a lot of um, good our midfield battles in your, your early stages, um, who were the, the best for you? Uh, some of the, the Devon Vale guys, I think, when it was up, ever up against. I always remember playing Devon Vale, and uh, I was kind of always a holding role midfielder, and Mike McKenzie was always one that kind of dropped into that hole. Um, 
and he was somebody I could just always struggle to get the ball off because he was a big unit. Yeah. And he didn't move. He didn't move too quickly, but he just could not get the ball off him. Somebody like him always offered something different in terms of challenges to you that somebody would that would maybe run away for you. Um, I try to think. I'm sure I played Tommy again once he was at for Martin later on, and again I still found him a tough player to play. Even Sam Mackay potentially at Wick when he was in the middle of the park as well. At top of his fitness was uh, a really good player, tough to play against. And then when I look at it now, can guys like Kev Fraser and things like that, guys that are just sharp, can move the ball quickly, but can move quickly. They're those guys I find uh, the toughest to play against. Obviously, when you're when you're playing the Highland League, you get a lot of Scottish Cup ties. Is there any ones that kind of stand out for for you? Yeah, there's always one, and it, we didn't even win. We, we actually, it was at Locals, and we played our broth in the Scottish Cup. Um, a broth were actually under, I think we were under Paul Sheeran at the time and doing really well, and I'm sure it was League One. And they came in, and we were 3-0 down before we knew it. Um, and we got it back. We scored in the last couple of minutes, equalised to get it back 3-3, and I was involved in setting up the winner. And just the, the atmosphere at that game, but also because we were dead and buried in the game, they were popping it around us a lot better we managed to get a goal back but and then just with 10-15 minutes to go we managed to get the other two and that, that's one that, that sticks me from time at Locos but we've always I think the Highland League teams always do well against the league teams I don't think there's too much of a difference I think if we're playing them week in week out potentially but as a one-off game you always kind of fancy your chances um, for Martin we played a good few like at Annan Clyde and things where we put the put one over them, and in some games we were quite comfortable, but the, the definitely the locals one coming from three one down against our bros was a special game. But we took it, we, we ended up losing the replay. But if we'd won that, we'd have went to Celtic to play against them. But it was a time for uh, our bros were a good team as well. But yeah, just I, rem- I remember that one because it was kind of early on, and that that always sticks with me. Um, for Martin as well, we managed to beat Clyde, and I think that took us down to beat. Uh, to play against uh, uh, Partick Thistle down there. Oh, yeah. Of course, I didn't play in the Partick Thistle game, but to be part of that squad, we'd knocked out a couple of teams. I think Annan was one of them. I'm sure it was Clyde as the other. To get down there to play Partick Thistle was kind of good Scottish Cup run as well. The Scottish Cup runs are always exciting. If you get, if you get, you're disappointed. I think if you you pull a Highland League team yeah. um, early, because early, you want. You want to maybe play them in the one of the early rounds and then next get onto the league team so you can give yourself a chance of getting a good draw for the next one. So is there any like our moments in your first spell of locals that kind of stood out for you? No, there, there's a Bucky game that was quite early on that is actually, I think it's highlights of it on the internet. We would be, they were doing well at the time and we, again, it was one we were, we'd beat them 3-2 and it was the last few minutes we scored. And just, I remember that early because there was a good crowd at the game. Bucky always get a good following. And would beat them. I think Mo Morrison scored uh, the equaliser, but take us to two two. I think, and then Steve Park. I think scored the winner. And just th- that kind of introduced me to playing senior football. There was a good crowd at the game, a good atmosphere. It was toe to toe football, and then getting the result at the end can just. It, it was just like uh, that was that special. I always remember that game. That sticks with me. But I think uh, as far as um, locals early days. I don't think I probably appreciated it as much, but yeah, just that. There's only a couple of games that stand out to me, but um, that being the main one, I'd say. Later on, you you went on to sign for for Martin. So what what was that like 
um, to be part of uh, such a, a major rebuild under under um, Chris Hunter. Yeah, I, I mean, before that, I'd actually had a spell. I had a year in New Zealand where I'd played, um, and I think I was, I'd been at Locos for a while, and then the I'd broke my leg at Locos, and I kind of struggled to get back to fitness. So there was an opportunity to go to New Zealand, which I took, and went and played a year across there. Um, so coming back to Locos, I didn't quite get myself back into a rhythm of fitness-wise and stuff, and my head wasn't really in, in it. I wasn't sure really what I wanted to do football-wise. So I'd actually signed, before Fort Martin came, I'd actually signed for Hermes in the junior leagues. Mm. Um, and I had to ask them to, on the same day I'd signed, Mike Cormack phoned me to go and sign for, to see if I'd be keen on Fort Martin. So at that point, when that opportunity came, I had to phone the Hermes manager of a good relationship with Neil Dawson and ask him if he could tear up the contract I just signed because I'd been offered the chance to go and play it for Martin. But yeah, it was exciting. Obviously, Neil Gold and Andy Reid were going at the same time. Good pals of mine, and it, it was exciting time because it was a full rebuild. Meaning the whole club was getting changed, the changing rooms and everything were getting made into more a more professional setup. Uh, Chris had came in with his own ideas, was rebuilding a full squad, and yeah, I, I actually found it, it was quite an exciting time to be honest uh, to go and play. Be, and being honest, I actually didn't think I said to Mike Cormack when he phoned, I didn't think I'd actually play. I thought I'd just be going as a squad member because I seen their squad, and I'm like, I didn't know where I'd fit into that team. Um, but he he said to me at the time that the the opportunity's there for anyone. It's a full rebuild. If you do well pre-season, there's no reason to say that you wouldn't start. There was big expectations in terms of like winning the league. How did you cope with that? I mean, it was fine because because we built. There was a full rebuild, and it was like a new team. There was a new energy kind of about us at the time, and I think we, we kind of looked around the change room at each other, and we we knew what was expected. But I think we believed as well that we could because we did some of the pre-season games, and we were we were playing really good football. The guys were fit, and when you looked sat next to the guy in the changing room, and you looked around, you you could actually you could see a high, you could see a good squad there when it would be competitive. And I think the pressure, although there was maybe a bit of pressure, because there was a lot of boys getting signed from like like a Paul Lawson and that coming from higher Gary Wood and things. But we were we were keen, we were keen to go and win the league because of the squad that had been built, um, and there was a good spirit about that team as well. So it. it yeah, the first dealing with the pressure, I don't think we we felt it as much, but we had an expectation on ourselves that we had to be competitive. How how did you find your your debut season? But, uh, yeah, I also got it with the league because we'd went through a season of battering a lot of teams, and it was just that season Cove. We just couldn't beat Cove. We just couldn't get one over them, and they were they just seemed to have the. I don't know if it's a mentality thing. They just they seem to always just be able to beat us. Um, for 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 that it was disappointing because we'd like I say we'd gone. I think we went to Vale that season and beat them eight 0 and things. We'd gone to tough places and won comfortably. Um, so yeah, it was it was disappointing. I think with the, the expectation we put on ourselves as well was was tough. But um, for me personally, I, I didn't think I'd play ten minutes. Never mind half the season. There was games I was in and out, but I'd played a lot more than. I expected to play um, throughout the season. So on a personal level, I was happy. But also, when you finish the season that close to winning the league, it was also disappointing. What 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 do you think was missing? Was it? Yeah, I think if, I think if I remember, Cove had Daryl Nicol, but Cove had a good team at that time. 
and like I say, we'd, we'd managed to beat everyone in the league, so it was just, I don't know if there was a mentality thing with us at the time, we just couldn't seem to get one over Cove, they, they seemed to get, I remember one game, I think we were 1-0 up going at last, I think it was just one of the Scottish Cup games, and we were 1-0 up going at the last few minutes, and we got it to Drew 1-1, Daryl Nichols scored an overhead kick, if I remember if that was that season, but they just seemed to be able to score, we, we'd have games and we'd have chances against them, we didn't seem to take them, and then when Cove got their chance, they took it, and yeah, they just they just seemed to have that edge over us uh, the whole season. But like I say, because we'd, we'd gone to tough places and picked up results, so we were keeping keeping up with them in the league. But we just couldn't seem to get one over Cove. Yeah. So so what was it like playing alongside the likes of um, Paul Lawson and Gary Wood? Yeah, I mean, I was I was buzzing about it to be honest, because the likes of Craig McEwen, Stuart Anderson, Lawson. Uh, Woody, kind of all boys, experienced guys that have all played at higher levels. And I actually think from a personal point of view, it made me a better player, um, picking up things from them, but playing in the same team as them. So there was, like, it, it, at the time that they were all coming, it was a quite a buzz. Uh, well, like, when Lawson and Woody were coming, it was, it was quite a buzz about it, the squad that we were building. And I think everyone felt it. And to learn off, off these guys was, was something else. Um I mean, Lawson obviously played at the top level, so I mean to to play alongside him was was unbelievable. Then later, obviously for Martin, we had like Derek Young and some of these guys in that. Can Derek had supported from the stands at Aberdeen, so I was hyper when he was when he came <laughs> in to change room. I think I was able to speak to him for the first week. Like for the last few seasons, there's the caliber of player just keeps on increasing in the Highland League. Yeah, and that's it. And there's actually guys that have came from higher levels to the Highland League that I think they would just come and stroll it, um, and come maybe with a bad attitude, thinking they would just they're coming down. They'll pick up a wee wage at, at our level, and I found it really tough. But the likes of Lawson came in from full time, picked up a job, but played it for Martin, and realised he was at our level and brought himself down to 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 make sure he was he was ready and he wasn't just seeing a couple of seasons out he was competitive and wanted to play and the same with Derek Young he played I think he played it for Martin like he can he was playing at a higher level he just they all just take it in their stride um because it must be difficult coming from coming down the leagues straight to, to Highland League mentality wise but for them guys just come in roll their sleeves up and get on with it part-time training and that it, it was good to see it and, and they won't be used to some of the, the pitches at around Christmas time as well <laughs> You won the the Highland League Cup and the Shire Cup with for Martin. How how was that? Yeah, delighted. I was obviously disappointed. I didn't I didn't make the starting eleven for either of them, and I was disappointed with that because I played in some of the games leading up to it. Um, but like I said, we had a we had a very good squad at for Martin. So at that time, I wasn't maybe in favour. But the good thing at that time was we had a sixteen at for Martin that wanted to be there. We're all anyone that was on the bench obviously disappointed not to play, but we. We're a, we're a great team spirit that we wanted to win regardless. Regardless, you weren't sulking if you weren't playing. You weren't happy, mind you, but you weren't sulking. You were there to support the boys and do your job if you got you got asked upon. But I, we were we needed it. I think it was we needed to to win something for for Martin because of the well the squad that we built, but also the the team that the team that we had and the team spirit. We needed to do it for each other. I think as well as some of the Martin people behind the scenes that put a lot of hard work into it. Came back at like your time under Chris Hunter. What what was he like as a as a manager? First season was really good because I think he knew what we could do 
and running off the cove so close, it would just maybe disappointing that in the second season we didn't kick on again because we'd run them so close the first season it would have been nice to kick on the second season. And he's can he's a tough manager to play for. He tells you exactly what he thinks, but he he puts an expectation on you as well. That I think he he's quite tough on on players, and I think I don't I think some players now probably couldn't hack that. But I didn't mind it. I got on I got on fine with them. There was actually a funny story. Uh, one time that I'd, I would been out of the Fermatin team for a while, I managed to get play uh, in some of the games leading up to it. And we're, I think we were playing that Fraser away in the in the in one of the cup games, and he'd said to me, "Oh, you can you've done really in front of the changing room. You've you've done really well." And he, he says, "You've you've pushed yourself back into my cup final plans." But I had to remind him at that point I was suspended for the cup final. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, it was quite a, quite a funny story in the changing room with the boys that one, but. Yeah, Chris was good. He was always he was good to me. He can be tough on players, but he's open and honest. Um, I think some players maybe struggle to, struggle to handle that, but uh, no, they, he was he was fine with me. I get on get on very well with him. Yeah, I played again. I played well. Played under Lawson and Russell in my last season there, and again Russell, another one, another. I was a big Aberdeen fan, so Russell Anderson coming to change him again. It, was, it took me a wee while to be able to speak to him uh, but because without being nervous but yeah learning off these guys Russell, Russell especially because somebody had grown up supporting as well was it was unbelievable I really enjoyed it training was good it was totally different to, to Chris and learning for these guys I was actually at the time I kind of knew potentially my formatic time was coming to an end but I was kind of undecided of what I was going to do if I was going to move on or stay for Martin and I'd been offered a new contract but I maybe wasn't getting the game time that I'd wanted uh, at that time I wanted to play right back and I think Johnny Crawford was playing at the time under loss and I think he quite preferred him into that position so I think I, I knew I had to move on but at the same time it was still a tough decision to make because I, I really enjoyed playing under Lawson and, and Russell and enjoyed being part of that team. So, so when you went back to, to Locos did you ever have any other options on on the table? There was other options at the time but I'd kind of was on yeah I'd kind of had told them at the start when Locos came in it was it was only ever really it was going to be Locos are to stay with for Martin to be honest, and that was the biggest thing for because I we had such a good change in it for Martin. A lot of good pals that I still speak to now were in that, and that was more why I didn't want to leave because we all got on so well. The only the lure of going back to Locos was good as well. I felt I had a better opportunity to play, um, and it was an exciting time I think for Locos as well under Neil Cooper. But also, my mum and dad come at the games as well was a big thing. The locals has got a great setup for getting a, a beer and things after the game, and it's something I quite enjoy doing after the game. Is sitting with my dad after a game and speaking to him about the game, and that's maybe we'll get a, a drink with it for Martin. I was out to put meds, so I'd have to drive to the games. So that was actually it's a small thing, but it was something that kind of helped me make my decision as well. Um. So so what was Neil, Neil Cooper like as as a manager? Uh, Neil Neil was different to to what I experienced. Um. Before, I mean, not nothing bad to say about him at all. I, I got on fine with him. He seemed to like me as a player. He always wanted to play me. We had our arguments quite a bit, but there was never anything personal. We, if we had an argument, we we moved on and by training on the Tuesday, it was just because we were both quite passionate uh, in the changing rooms at 
um, game time. So we we had little disputes, but uh, a lot of respect for him. I think he was he was good for me. He always he always seemed to play me. Um, he had a different approach to some managers I had before, but um, yeah, I he was he was different in terms of the training and things. But I was he he was good for me. So uh, not a bad word to say about him at all. There's later on switch to to Andy Lowe, still manager. So what what was it like having a, a teammate become your your manager? Yeah, it was strange because when Andy was at Locos as a player and I was playing alongside him, we were quite close. We used to have a lot of nights out and things together. And then when he came back to to Locos in a coaching capacity, I was excited for him to be back because I get on really well with him. So then when he made the step to manager again, I was I was delighted for him to to get that opportunity. And I think at a good club like Locus as well, it's it's a good club to, to get your first managerial job. So he came in with fresh ideas, but also he knows the Highland League. So I think he knows what's expected. But on the on the other side of that, he'd been it from uh, Bucky with uh, Spider and they'd done a really good job. Um, so I think he'd brought some ideas in from there, but a lot of his own ideas. Um, and since then, there's never been any... Um, issues with him trans transitioning from like a locos teammate to to manager. This, he was a good player in his time. That I had a lot of respect for, and he was a, he was a good friend. And then we're still that friendship now, but we're just different, slightly different because he's my manager and I'm a player. So no, he, he he's really brought a freshness into the club as well with training ideas and um to how to detail he is with each game and our training. So they've. They've got a good coaching team. We've got a good coaching team there with Parky and Titchy Davidson. Again, other guys that I've played with. Um, good players who know the Highland League and it's going to be an interesting season because it's kind of the full season that they've managed to get a proper pre-season with us and then get us going in the league. So so how are you feeling about the league? Obviously, you've got... I think there's going to be four or five teams looking to go for the title this year. Broad are always strong, like you say, Breakin coming down will be strong, Bucky, Broch, I'd like to think ourselves as well will be up there and be competitive. We've, we've Lozers built a, a good young hungry squad and we've both had a good start on Saturday, but yeah, I think we've, we need to need to be competitive. Um, the players that we've brought in are all good players, um, so I think, yeah, for us, our, we have to be looking at the top end of the table I think it's too hard to say whether we'd be uh, title contenders straight off, but that's what that's what we're aiming for to be that top end of the table. Like you say, with Breakin coming down, they'll be wanting to bounce straight back up. Brora are always strong. Um, for Martin Brock, we'll all be pushing to that top end of the table. So I actually think the league's going to be quite exciting this year. To be honest, I think it's going to be nice for the players as well to go at a different ground and in Breakin because it's it's a great pitch down there, and it'll be nice to go and play somewhere different as well. Yeah, a different a different day out. Um, because you you must have got so used to the different trips. Um, you can remember all the all the journeys with your eyes closed these days. Yeah, well that's it. You always kind of look out at the once the fixtures come out at the start of the season when you're going up to Wick or when you're going to Port William. Um, so it'll be nice to look out for the breaking game when when we're going down there. But I've played at breaking before and the the pitch is immaculate. So I think a lot of teams will be quite excited to go down there and compete because they'll have built up a good squad as well and the likes of Craig Levine in on board there and Andy Kirk they'll be 
they'll be looking to bounce back up, but I think they'll find out a lot about the Highland League as well. Yeah, I was going to say that a lot of pressure will be them on them this season um, because obviously they're coming from league. No, I think that I mean I think they've come down. I think they'll be expecting. Oh, can they be? I'd imagine they'll know they'll be in for some tough games, but I think with the expectation of their club, they'd be expecting to go straight back, straight back up, and I think that'll be on their on them. But like you say, it'll be interesting for us to go down and try and get a result down there. But the press, like you say, pressure won't initially be on us. Um, but I do, I don't personally don't know much about their team. I know uh, Gary Wood signed down there, but I don't, and I know they got David Cox is down there, but I don't know much else about their team. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be quite an exciting fixture for, for all the teams this year, having somebody different to play. It's going to be interesting in leagues. It's totally different, like you say, with the relegation thing as well. There'll be a bit of pressure on the teams down the bottom as well to pick up points, because I, I doubt there's going to be a lot of them. It's a big history in Highland League, so there'll be a lot of them not wanting to drop out. Yeah, so um, in terms of yourself, have you got any personal targets this year? Or? <laughs> Just to stay fit. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've managed to go through a whole pre-season without injury, so touch wood. Um, <laughs> the last couple of years, I've had ha- hamstring problems that always kind of seem to be through pre-season, but I think well, like a lot of the guys, because we've had lockdown and stuff, there's not been much else to, to do, so a lot of us kept ourselves fit on the off-season before knowing what was going to happen for us getting back, so we've had a good pre-season, but no, for me, I, I just want to stay stay fit initially and then compete in the locals squad. I mean, I've been put, uh, playing it right back in the, the start of the game this season, but I know I can play in midfield as well. So um, it's going to be difficult to stay in the team because we've got a, a good squad this year. But hopefully staying in the team, get us competing in the leagues and the cups and then see where it takes us. But yeah, first and foremost, on a personal level, just keeping myself fit and hopefully helping locals be successful who do you think's the the best player you've ever faced that's either you know maybe in a scottish cup die or even domestically in the highland league um i'll actually move away from the highland league the best player i played against was actually we played when i was in new zealand um we played against wellington phoenix and they play in the australian a league yeah um and there was a, a an australian international nathan burns that played against me and he was unbelievable he was rapid i didn't know which way he was going um half the time and then jeremy brokey was another one he was a new zealand international at the time and unbelievable finisher but just they were full time so the fitness levels we were just um kind of coming to the end of our season they were going through their pre-season so it was yeah that was one of, that was two of the toughest i've faced over there but and to, we, we played hearts for for martin actually in a pre-season game, we only got we got beat one nil, I think it was, but we were meant to play their under twenties team, but Hearts got beat on the Thursday night. We were playing them Saturday, but Hearts got beat in the Europa League on the Thursday night. So Robbie Nielsen was a manager at the time, and he put out nearly their whole first team against us, <laughs> and we played them at their training ground. So he came in, he actually came in and said, I think he said to Chris Hunter before the game, "I'm sorry, but it's not going to be the young lads. It's going to be the first team." Um, so there was a guy that played for them and I can't remember his name a winger for Hearts and he, he was aye, really good just like you say the fitness levels were totally different but back to Highland League Daryl Nicholl and Mitch Meganson for Cove I always found them tough because they were so sharp so sharp and you, you, just one opportunity and they would score 
Um, you couldn't give them a yard of space, but sometimes you didn't have that choice because they would get away from you. And then potentially in my earlier days, Mike McKenzie sticks to mind just because I could never get the ball off me. He just seemed to, I'd just bounce off him. <laughs> he would just take the, take the ball in and just shrug me off. Um, and his touch was unbelievable as well. He could just, he could bring it down, play other people into play. But yeah, he, he was always a tough, tough opponent for me. Yeah, so do, have you ever had an, an opportunity to to go abroad again or, or play at a slightly higher level? Um, no, the abroad, I, I could, the opportunity is always there to go back to New Zealand. Um, when I finished in New Zealand, there was, there was contract offers for me to stay. Um, I chose at the time to come back um, with a view to potentially going abroad again. And I, I kind of got back into work and things here, signed contracts, and I'd, I'd kind of settled again back here. But um, the opportunity is always there in New Zealand. I built good relationships and friendships over there um, with the club that I played for. Um, and some of the other clubs so the opportunity was was there to stay and I guess the opportunity could be there again if I, if I wanted it but I'm touching 30 this year so I think I maybe it would have to be soon if I was going to do it um, no and as far as playing Highland League uh, playing higher than Highland League when I first came through at Locos there was there was somebody told me that Peterhead were interested, but I think they were speaking rubbish because I never nothing nothing ever nothing ever came came of it. Um, so it's always just been been Highland League for me. Um, and abroad. Yeah, I was going to say there's a potential. Say, say um, say you know locals win league at some point, you could get promoted with them possibly. I mean that's that's the big um the positive about the the pyramid system is you have an opportunity of potential promotion. Yeah, and that, that's it. You look at, I mean, I think Locos haven't won the league and um, I think it's something that the club wants to do and even more so now that that opportunity's there. I think you look at Cove and what they've built up and they keep flying up and I mean, that's guys, some of, some of that, the core of that squad is guys that played at Highland League level. Um, like so Jamie Masson and Blair Yule and Connor Scully and Scott Ross and things that, that the core of that team is Highland League level and they've just kicked on since they've been promoted so I think as a club in Baruri first and foremost would just like to, to to get that league title it's it's going to be very tough this year I think there's going to five like four or five competitive teams but well, like, it makes it more exciting that you can get that promotion thanks for listening to the Highland League podcast hope you can join me next time for another interesting interview.